0: If you like the Kindling Fire podcast, you're going to love the Kindling Fire YouTube channel. On there, I have put e-courses, Bible devotionals, uh, 30-day challenges. It's a ton of stuff that is really designed to help accelerate your growth. If you like our guests, you like what we talk about, and you are looking to grow spiritually, you want to go subscribe to our YouTube channel. All of it's for free, and I know you're going to love it. So go check it out.
1: You hang out here, I'm going to go down to the the creek and and grieve without, you know, laughing. But I had an experience with the Lord there, and I went into the middle of this creek, and I just started sobbing. I just heard the audible voice of the Lord saying, you're going to be okay. You've always been okay.
0: Welcome to The Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. This podcast is here to advance the revolution Jesus started. A revolution of the free, the fire starters, the troublemakers, and the zealots. I interview people who I think are awesome, who have heard that revolutionary call, and are going after Jesus with their whole heart. If you listen to this show and join our community, I know God is going to speak to you. I believe God wants to change the world through you, through your unique gifts and talents he's given you this podcast is here to be a voice of encouragement in your life a voice that says with god you can and with god you will let's get rolling so today on the killing fire i have a great friend of mine who's actually been on the show before kurt Werfley. thanks for coming on kurt Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Troy. So, so Kurt and his wife came on, and they told of their amazing story with their daughter that they adopted from China. And... Um I'm trying to remember what that um, that it was so long ago because it's like it was probably a, a two years ago, year and a half. Ago. Yeah,
1: probably two years. ago. I think we called it "Born to Belong," right? Yeah,
0: that's right. "Born to Belong." That's exactly yep. right. So it's one of the early episodes. So um, you're going to want to definitely check that one out. But uh, Kurt and I have just, uh, and actually our families have just maintained friends. He's since moved out to the beautiful, beautiful Asheville. North Carolina area, and uh, we are going to have some fun today talking about, well, I don't want to give it away. You guys are going to have <laughs> to listen in, but it's a journey. You're going to hear about an amazing journey. So uh, tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do now.
1: So yeah, thank you, Troy. So yeah, my name is Kurt Worfley, and I am a professional coach and finished up my certification just this past year. Um, but really had been coaching um, in a business sense and consulting for many years before that. But until I just knew and the Lord really put it on my heart, this is what I am supposed to do to really put a exclamation point um, at the end of everything I've been doing. So went ahead and did that, went to IPEC, which is the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching, which is an amazing school, one of the top three in the world and had an amazing experience there. And, in turn, have started uh, Life Pass Coaching and Visioneering, which is my coaching business, and have had the pleasure of working with incredible, incredible clients um, ever since you know, the beginning of this year. And it's been a fantastic and amazing life-changing journey. So,
0: One of the things that I saw in you as your friend was you really started to dial into um, your sweet spot. Uh, professionally, personally. It was like the Lord was highlighting. So I remember having conversations with you, and it, it so excited me because when I would have those conversations, I was like, well, what's my sweet spot? You know, that's kind of what, <laughs> what I'm trying to thinking. But can you just describe yeah. that kind of period of time uh, where you started to taste something that potentially could be something you could do with your life?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I love talking about that. Um, I was working for a large corporation, a big engineering firm, and doing a lot of sales work, inside sales work. And I think the first time I really realized there's something else going on here, I just started getting into leadership development books. And I was just devouring them. Um, So at the same time, I was also realizing that I had a lot of outside sales guys I was supporting. um, But with our customers, I was able to connect with them on a very, very deep level. And I would start having conversations with these people that no normal, you know, sales relationship with a salesman would would usually have. I knew these people's, I knew their dreams, I knew some of their fears, I knew their family situations. Um, I would start having them call me when there was, you know, disaster that would strike, a large hurricane. Um, that, that hit the coast of New York City back what five six years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they would come to me, like literally a couple of them were crying, like and they wanted, they just wanted me to listen, you know. And I'm like, there's something else going on here. Um, I saw things very differently than other people did, so I knew I had to pursue that.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that I've had guests on here, and I've heard other people talk about your field of favor. And, and there, is, there is a place where the Lord's favor rests on your life. And um, it, it, it could be ministry, it could be professionally, it could be community, it could, but there's a place of favor. And, and a lot of what I do this show for and why I have people on like you, Kurt, is I'm trying to help people kind of navigate all the choices they have in life to really find Lord, where is that field of favor? And I remember you during this time, and you were reading some some similar books that I was reading to, and you were killing it, and you were <laughs> and you were loving it, and and so it was like, it was it was you know financially rewarding, it was uh, personally rewarding, it was emotionally rewarding, it was just the whole package, and yeah. then something transitioned, right? Um, right. And right. so, so, and this is so common. It's sort of like you've got this sweet spot, you're killing it, and then it's like, oh, well, your next level needs to be blah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes, and you promote yourself out of a job. <laughs>
0: yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, if, if that's what you're asking about, yeah, that that's exactly what happened. So, um, and again, my goal was to become an agent, but not realizing how much I was going to love that position. So, here I was, and... Um, I think Serena and I my wife we had we were ready for for a change and um, I was you know everyone kept telling me how how great I was going to be as an agent cuz I was doing so great as a consultant and as a coach right mm-hmm. um, And I'm like yeah this makes sense and so man I was ready I'm like and I'm like in my mind, I'm like I'm probably gonna love agency ten times more than what I'm doing right now, right? That would be. <laughs> so, so this all made sense to me. Um, and everyone at St. Farm was very, very supportive. And Troy, I'm gonna tell you what I um, there was a position available out in the mountains, out in the foothills of the mountains, um, in a town called Rutherfordton, and. Um, it's about an hour away from Ashley. Kind of drive to drive down off the mountain to get to it, and then you know, go back up. So that's where the agency was, and they needed some help with it. Um, it was a brand new market so you're starting from the ground up, and um, I was going to be kind of taking over for someone who wasn't, who, who didn't make it there. And uh, yeah, went into it, and um, it did not, did not work out the way that, that I thought it was going to work out by a long shot. In fact, it was completely the opposite experience that I had had as an agency field specialist.
0: Yeah. So let me clarify that. Cause I don't yeah. think it was, you got there and you didn't get customers. It was, you, you did not like what you were doing, right? That's
1: correct. So yeah, exactly. Um, not only did I like it, I just I absolutely hated it. Basically, what I had done was
0: I was being try, nice. Uh, yeah, was that I was being nice, but yes,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> being nice. you know, really. What it what it came down to was Troy. I was no longer selling people on their dreams. I was selling people on car insurance, hmm. and I and again, there's nothing wrong with being an agent. I want to make sure that people hear that loud and clear because it's a very noble. Um, position, and I think any kind of sales is a very noble um, occupation. It just wasn't for me. Um, yeah, I hated it. So even going through training um, with State Farm, I started realizing something was wrong. Um, it was so wrong that my whole body was revolting. So for the first time in my life, I was getting, I was getting panic attacks and anxiety attacks. So it's like when you feel like you're having a heart attack. I almost checked myself into the ER during training down in Atlanta. Um, it was so bad. I got depression. I mm-hmm. got massive anxiety. Where I was losing weight. I couldn't eat. I was getting insomnia. Could not sleep. Would wake up with nightmares. Now I'm telling you this. It, it was it was that bad. Um, just for me. And um,
0: how, how I, soon I, in it did you realize, oh no.
1: Oh my gosh, I think it was it was really going through training. But wow. at that point, even going through training, you like, your training is like a, you know, a few months, right? Um, even going through training, I was not a lot. I'm like, this is just fear, it's just fear. I just gotta push through it. I just gotta push through it. That's all this is, right? Um, I'm doing something new, it's kind of shaky, whatever. And, and I just kept telling myself that so I could push through. But, yeah, it was it was training. I hadn't even started yet,
0: mm. really. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Have, looking back, do you, what do you think it was? I mean, I'm sure there was multiple things. I mean, you were starting your own business. It was a high-risk kind of situation. But, mm-hmm. but it sounds like it was more than that.
1: It, it was more than that. Number one, I think the biggest piece of it, Troy, was, it didn't align with who I was
0: mm-hmm. and
1: what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I wanted to consult people. I loved working with these agents and, and being able to, to coach with them, sit down and speak with them and find out where they were and how they could get to where they wanted to go. And they would open up to me. And then coming up with a plan to see them succeed. I love watching people succeed. I love helping them succeed. That is one of the things that just lights me up that God just put into my heart. Mm. Um, that was not there.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. now
1: you can say, okay, yeah, well, you're helping your team members succeed, right? Because they're making sales. And you're helping people succeed, succeed in life because now they're, they're covered with some insurance and whatnot. Yeah, that, that, yes, I guess that's all true, but it didn't hit to the level that I really was enjoying it. Um, the other piece of it was I saw it was going to be a very difficult market that I think I may have miscalculated just how difficult that market was going to be. So not really being excited about it, and then plus the market situation. And on top of that, one of the things I loved about being a coach was I was out and about, right? I was driving around. I was making my schedule. I mean, it it was awesome. But now I was back in an office making 75 to 80 cold calls a day to people who I was finding on the internet through internet leads. And it just, I, I, it, no, it didn't work for me.
0: <laughs> well, let me, okay. So let me, um, so just for the listener there, um, if you find yourself in a situation where you're kind of in a, Oh, no moment, mm-hmm, right. Where mm-hmm. you're just, you, you know, the, sh- the socks too tight, you know, it's just not mm-hmm. going to work no matter how hard you try. Um, you know, there's hope. Number one, and number two, Kurt. How long did that experience last? From oh no at training to when you made what you're going to share with us. Kind of what you did about it. How long did that last?
1: It was about five, six months. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that, and it was, it was, it was, it was horrible. I, it and tried, you it, moved. Yeah.
0: And just so the listeners let, know, to make this happen. You physically moved your family to a brand new location in the state. You had never lived there before. You had been, you know, if this was a big deal. You were st- mm-hmm. venturing out in this thing, and it was absolutely the wrong thing.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, it was far worse than what I was even paying it out to be right now. Um, yeah, we, we moved from the Fuquay Arena, Raleigh area of North Carolina, about, mm-hmm. th- about five hours uh, west to mm-hmm. Andersonville. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we left our, we had a great church family and, and, and a, a, amazing Community, friends, which we yeah. still do, but yeah, including you, yeah. And um, left them, and we had to restart everything all over again, yeah.
0: Yeah, so now, I'm sure that yeah. was feeding into some of your, like, oh, no. Like, not only is this a bad fit, I have included my entire family in this decision. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And that was, yeah, that's that's insightful of you. Yeah, so the, the, there was a lot of guilt. There was a lot of shame. I think shame is the huge word mm. that, that hangs in there. I think you brought up a really good point before, Troy, where it's like, okay, so what do you do when you're in that kind of a position, right? Because – I think we hear so much and a lot of times in leadership and you're going to be able to relate to this. We always say, don't give up, right? Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Yeah. You know, quitters never win and winners never quit. And so I had that going on in my head and I'm thinking like, Oh, good Lord. You know, I I don't, I can't quit. I can't quit. Mm. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to, As a coach, a professional coach, right now, I'm going to let a lot of people off the hook, I hope. Um, Sometimes quitting is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. There comes a point where um, there is not an alignment of values. And it could be something far worse, right? It could be something that is just, like you said, it's just not going to work. There can be a time where, God forbid, you have to walk away from a relationship or a job, or a wayward child, or whatever it might be, right, for your good and for the good of the other party. Mm. Um, Or else else you actually will never get ahead, right? And it's not a failure. It's a correction. It's a revelation. It's a sign that, hey, look at, wait a minute. I'm just going to clarify something for you is what the Lord says.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so. That's so freeing because that mantra could potentially make it so you never quit on the wrong road. And this is not about marriage. I just want to be clear because people can right. take these kind of things, and it's very clear in the Bible about what kind of God's heart is about that. So I don't. I want to clarify mm-hmm. that. But you can be. I'm never going to quit, and you're completely on the wrong road. Where God's like, uh, that. <laughs> Get on the right road. <laughs> you know, you got to get off this road to get on the right road. So, right, if, right. You know, don't feel you know guilt about it. Just get on the right road. <laughs> get on the one exactly. road I'm, I'm you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so six, so five, six months of, you know, a lot of pain. Right. And it sounds like it was a lot of emotional pain. It took a a, a pretty bad toll on you. And I remember when it all came came kind of crashing down or you made the call, I remember talking to you and you just felt, yeah, you really felt that failure. I mean, you were like, mm-hmm. I failed. Mm-hmm. You know? and, yeah. and so now, now from your perspective now, do you still feel like you failed looking back at it?
1: No, I don't. I, I really do see it as clarification
0: mm-hmm.
1: because right now I have gotten into a sweet spot where, I love what I do in regards to helping people. I've taken the best of what I had been doing with State Farm when I was a, a you know, a coach basically for them, business coach consultant, um, and I've amped it up to the point where I'm helping people with their lives now.
0: Yeah, yeah, which is um, what you wanted to do. I mean, it's not absolutely, like that's how yeah. The Lord was leading you, and that's the kind of fruit you were seeing um, mm-hmm. early on.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So then how did you go from, how did you go from, okay, I've, you know, I, I, for my health or for my sanity or whatever, I have to stop this. But you didn't really know what to do next, right?
1: Yeah, right. I mean, okay. I, I basically, you know, I had a counselor on board who was, is, is a phenomenal person and she really helped me out through a lot of this. Um, and she told me, like, she's like, look, she's like, you, this is clarification. This isn't the right thing. It's clear. Um, she's like, I think you need to go do something fun and grieve this whole this whole process, right? So I took, so I went, I always go out backpacking. I go out into nature. I always have for 30 years now. Hmm. And went out to uh, Pisgah National Forest and went down to, it's, it's called, um, it is a place, uh, what's it called? Flat Laurel Creek. And as I went down there, my, my buddy who I went with, he knew I was going to be, you know, kind of joking. I've I, you no know, counselors like so I've got to come down here and grieve, so let's just go. I'm going to, you hang out here, I'm going to go down to the, to the creek and, and grieve without, you me know, laughing. So, <laughs> and so I walked away. Um, <laughs> but I had an experience with, with the Lord there um, in a really big way. And I went into the middle of this creek, and I just started sobbing. Um... I mean, I was crying and sobbing my guts out. And basically, I just heard the audible voice of the Lord saying, you know, you're going to be okay. You've always been okay. It's, it's worked out, you know. And he's like, there's no reason why I can't help you and why you can't have a fantastic future ahead of you and why you can't take this and use it to your good and Mm. use it to my glory. And I had this amazing piece right then and there. And so what I did was I thought, you know what? I've got to take this. I've got to get out. And I've just got to really blow things out. So Piscot Forest is like just an hour down the road from us now, right? Mm -hmm. So I went out with one of my best friends. Um, His name is Jonathan. And we went out to Colorado. And I went backpacking with him for, for about a week. And so, Troy, that is really where everything spearheaded, and I realized, okay, I know what I've got to do. I got a ton more clarification, and it was really the accumulation of a lot of dreams and things that were in my heart. Um, that's where that happened. So that's why you'll see mountains and backpacking uh, themes throughout my website for Life Path Coaching and So Yeah, so...
0: Um... A uh, couple questions there about why what was it about the context of being out in nature that uh, helped you connect more with God
1: you know there's this absolute calm there's this quiet there's a feeling of complete and absolute safety for me now, some people don't feel safe out in the woods at night by, by themselves. Mm-hmm. I get that it makes sense, but for me, you're you're insulated, and I feel like um, it's a it's like a sanctuary. Mm-hmm. It's, for me, it's like going into a beautiful cathedral, right? But this is actually made by God's hand Himself. Um, and so, whenever I go out backpacking, it's always to me it's like a spiritual retreat. So I I normally will never go with more than just one person. Um, and as someone who I have a spiritual bond with, where there is iron sharpening iron, and mm-hmm. we can both really just hear from the Lord and just spend time and get direction.
0: Mm. And what did the lord What is there something from that Colorado trip that you think would be helpful for people to hear? Yeah, I, th-
1: I think so. I think— um I think, again, it was, a, it was, a, it was another way just to get clarity on where I wanted to go. Because at this point now, it's okay. I, I just My career is like in the toilet. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what to do around the mountains. And, and so I'm like, okay, so what do I do? So, yeah, so I think what I want the listeners to hear is um, my buddy and I went backpacking. And at the end of the trip, we celebrated this long excursion by going to a restaurant there was an Estes Park that overlooked all of the Rockies and it was this old lodge. It was called like the, the 1930 lodge or something like that. It was like an inn and they had a brewery there and all this kind it was a beautiful, beautiful place. So we're sitting out on the, on this deck and <clears throat> overlooking everything. And that is really where I had my first like personal coaching session with someone. I had taken all of the leadership information that I knew all the books I've been reading, all the information I had from State Farm and a lot of the leadership development they had done, and I accumulated all of it. And I sat down with my my buddy here, and for like two or three hours over dinner, I sat there and I coached him. And what happened, Troy, was he got clarity on where he wanted to go and how he was going to get there. I got clarity on, and really confirmation on, who I am, what my purpose is, and how I wanted to move forward from that point on mm,
0: mm, as yeah. a coach.
1: And it was like, I'll never forget that time.
0: Yeah, that sounds powerful. So how, during this journey, um, in, well, just fast forward to this part. You basically made that decision. You said, I'm going to go after being a coach, right, after that yeah. point. And it took you a little while, right? I mean, it's not like something you do overnight.
1: Yeah, well, well, even, yeah, that's a good point. It's even, Troy, even just knowing that I wanted to be, become a professional coach still took some time. So I went the consulting route, and mm-hmm. I started consulting for businesses, and, and the Lord provided a great um, opportunity for me with a company out of Europe to go ahead and, and do some change management and some consulting. And again, it was that that personal relational piece of helping people get what they want and what their Mm -hmm. definition of success was, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what made the project successful. So all that was going on. and But as that project turned down, I was on LinkedIn one day and um, I was networking, talking to people. I saw this guy, and his name is Matt uh, Gagnon, and um, he was just talking about, he was a professional coach. I'm like, oh, he's a professional People actually do this like full time. I knew it, but he was, and he really spoke to my situation in a way that was very real and personal he had gone through the ringer too and then he came out on the other side as a professional coach he was doing very well but he said if you if you're you're not alone if you're struggling if you're just call me let's just talk and i'm like good grief okay so i called the guy and um we had an amazing conversation and he's like it kind of sounds like you want to do what I what I do? I'm like, yes, that's exactly what it is. Oh my gosh, you know, like all the light bulbs went off at that point, point.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, nice.
1: and that's where I really started pursuing it. Yeah, and and once I got um, I got into a leadership um, a, a training position um, here at a local hospital system, and. Um, Once we got stabilized there, I started pursuing professional coaching. Didn't look back.
0: So uh, a lot of... uh, I want to ask about Serena for a moment because a lot of couples, when one is going through what you're going through, which was sort of a dark night of the soul, it was a, you know, how did I lead us off this cliff and what do I do now and do I, you know, go back my tail tucked back to things I don't want to do and, you know, like this whole, like that, how does, how does the, like what did you need from Serena during this time or what was, she, how was she able to kind of be helpful during that time? Cause oh, we're not, gosh, we don't yeah. live in a bubble, right? It, especially if you're married.
1: Yeah. It affects everyone, doesn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, what did I need from Serena? Yeah. That's a great question. Um, you know, she was. She was completely supportive. What I needed from her was, um, I, I just needed her understanding. Um, hmm. I was dealing with a lot of guilt, so you have to realize I didn't feel like I had the right to ask anything of her.
0: Right, of course.
1: After what I've put her through, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. But I needed that reassurance that there was some good that came out of this for her, which mm. she was very, very clear about. And that helps me like she loves Hendersonville, absolutely loves it. Um, in fact, he told me many times, thank you for moving us here, because it was such it's just such an amazing place to live. We got connected with amazing people in our church. I mean, it's just—it's a great place. Um I mean, mm-hmm. our daughter loves it too, and so our family has been thriving here because of the the lifestyle out here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just needed to know that there was something <laughs> that it's I something did of right. Value. Which she, she supplied that.
0: You know, it's so interesting because you know the Lord—the Lord is just fascinating, honestly. Mm-hmm. But you know, outsider looking in, you guys are just killing it out there from a standpoint of you you guys have integrated yourself in the culture, you are happy, Um, but like God moved people in biblical times like the early church through persecution, right? You're kind of like, why why use persecution to drive people in the gospel out of Jerusalem to the ends of the earth or to the uh, places that were outside of Jerusalem? But that's exactly what happened, and you like you transitioned to this part of the state because of the job that ultimately was not what was what God was doing ultimately, but you got he got you out there through difficulty. But you still in the fact that you're still in that area, you know, years later to me is like, yeah, that's how God got you out there because he wanted you out there. And you thought, oh, it's because yeah. I'm going to be a State Farm, you know, whatever. I don't know what you call them. Kingpin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're going to be a State yeah. Farm kingpin. Something,
1: something like that. You're right.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but I mean, I could see that an outsider looking in just kind of like, yeah, I think the Lord was doing that. So, um, Yeah. So, yeah. okay. So talk, talk to us a little bit now about kind of what your passion is and what you're going after now as a certified coach.
1: Sure. Well, I mean, as a certified coach, one of the things I'm doing now, Troy, is I am I'm working with people who are who are professionals, um, but I don't really have a specific niche, and, and so that's one of the things that you know. And, and perhaps someday my niche is going to find me, mm-hmm. but right now, what I really find is I've got people who are professionals who are drawn to me, and there are people who are. They're, they're down to earth, they're in touch with who they are, um, but they're people who are striving for a life that aligns with their values. Hmm. So they're people who dream and they, they, they dream dreams, right? And, and they know where their internal compass is pointing them, but um, all they're able to see are these obstacles that are blocking their path and, and they don't know how to get to where they want to go or to where they need to go. Or they're just too afraid. So, obviously, to our conversation, you know, I, I understand that, right? So, in my work, I struggled for years with relationships and work and dreams that didn't really fit who I was. Or there were someone else's dreams, right? Yeah. And I'd find myself in environments I just disliked. So, I always knew there was a proper place for me. In some place where I could serve people powerfully and create a life that was really authentic to who I was. And now I help people do the same thing.
0: Did people help you? Because what you're describing is a coming alongside, I'm sorry to use my seminary word here, but paraclete. To come alongside, I think it's a Greek word for the Holy Spirit, it's called paraclete, and it's the coming alongside of. And what you're describing is God has put people dreams inside of people and they need somebody to come alongside them to realize these dreams, to realize the things that they they may be too afraid of or too stuck to, to to realize. And that's the role that you're playing in people's lives as a coach. Did somebody come along you and help you?
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. 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 I have had tons of people who, who were mentors and, um, I mean, uh, uh, yes, absolutely, and that's why I feel so strongly about it, right? I've experienced it myself, and I know what a good counselor and then a good coach and a mentor can do for somebody, right? Now, coaching is very specific in regards to how we work with someone and what we do. We're not mentors, we're not counselors, Um, although there can be, you know, touches of that in in my work but all that to be said yeah i understand it oh my gosh i I could go down a list of of this hall of fame of people who have shaped me and the lord has sent into my Mm -hmm. life to shape who i am and what i'm doing now
0: let me can you speak to the person that may not feel they're worth the investment that that guilt like you felt that guilt right like i'm not you know i messed up now i just need to go crawl in my hole and pay my penance but but oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying but cuz some people don't pursue coaching because they feel like they're not worth it or something
1: mm. yeah that's absolutely true I, and what i would tell that person is you're probably unhappy right now because you don't believe that you are the walking miracle that you are
0: Mm
1: -hmm. you're unhappy because you've allowed yourself to become like a number or a drone or a a production machine, right? And you've lost faith in yourself Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and your purpose and your values have become buried in these societal expectations that just don't, just don't align with who you are. I would say you are a miracle. You've been created by God in his image and there is only One of you. And what I would say is, do do you know, Troy, do you know what the um, going rate right now for a perfect example of a Stradivarius violin is? Do you know what that is?
0: Kurt? No. No. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you. I promise it has to do with this person we're talking to right now. It's about $15.9 million as of a couple of years ago. Oh, my gosh. And there is such a value on that. Number one, because of Stradivarius. He was the master who built these things. And they're also highly priced because there are so little of them in the world. I want you to take a look at yourself. You were made by God himself, and there's only one of you. Hmm. So if you're afraid you're not worth someone pouring into you and walking alongside of you so that you can completely rediscover your purpose, and get in alignment with the values that God has put in your heart, and your passions, and your talents, and your skills, you are completely worth it. Mm-hmm. You need to know that right now, absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, Kurt, I I love that we're friends, and I love that I get to have my friends on the show, and, and share with my listeners, people like you, that are so worth um, hearing, and hearing your heart, and, and how would they how would they uh, go about finding you? Like, where should they go to know about more about your what you do?
1: Sure, absolutely. Uh, they can go to my website, which is lifepasscoaching.com. They can look me up on LinkedIn, Kurt Worthley. Um, so probably the two easiest ways to get in touch with me, mm-hmm. and all my information is right out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. and one of the things I love that you do, and I know it's you've seen it be popular as well, is that you'll do these, like, coaching life lesson sessions with your 9-year-old daughter. She's 9, right? Or is she older? Uh,
1: she's, she's 10. She's, she's close, 10. Yeah.
0: Okay, so... <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because she's, like, she's all in, you know. She's contributing and giving ideas, mm-hmm. and it's just so sweet, and it's really cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's, you know, we have a lot of fun doing it. I think a lot of people... You know, I I want people to know why I'm doing what I'm doing and not just what I do. Mm -hmm. And I think when they can see myself with my wife or my daughter, it allows people to really see someone's heart a bit more when they interact. And it's like, yeah, okay. I see how he interacts. That's the kind of person who I'm going to be comfortable walking and talking with, right? But Troy, I'll just say for you um, and Kindling Fire, you were an integral part of me really regaining my footing. I want you to know that and all your listeners to to know that so they can share the value of this podcast with everyone they know because when I was in my darkest place, I would tune into your podcast every single time you had a new show. And the people you had on, you were inspiring. I mean, it really was like, okay, I'm not alone. I'm going through what millions and millions and millions of other people have gone through. Okay, I'm not a freak of nature and I can do this. They did it I can do it too. Yeah. That's and it so was really good. helpful. so yeah yeah
0: well I th- thank you for sharing that. I, I mean, uh, there are so many Kurt Werfleys you know out there and many others <laughs> Troy Mangums, and that have you know taken a wrong step or, or what it seems to things have blown up. but I'll tell you what. My testimony, your testimony, and so many people of the people that I have on's testimony is God is able, God is good, it's not the end, there is a better future and it's coming. Mm-hmm. So don't Absolutely. don't let go and keep 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 moving forward because God's in the moving forward. He will be Amen. with you. Love it. Yeah. It's All so right, brain. Kurt. Love you, bro.
1: Sure, I love you too, but I thank you again for having me on. Look forward to talking to you soon
0: hey thanks for listening to the podcast if you want more information on the kindling fire go to our website thekindlingfire.com there you can learn how you can join the fire starters that is a community that i'm sending free e-courses bible devotionals we're doing special challenges to really help you guys move towards the dreams that god has placed in you i'm also on instagram at the kindling fire and as always be awesome